Warning. Missing save form. Hey, it's Bernsey. And I'm Paul. And this is The Missing Save File, a video game podcast where we talk about the games we somehow missed the first time around. And today we're talking about uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi! But not Yoshi's Cookie. And not or Yoshi's Woolly World. And not just Yoshi. Apparently there, there, there was yep. an NES game late, like 91. Wait, I played just, it. Yoshi! Yep. Get, no. Move columns of eggs. So it got eggs in it. <laughs> There's plenty of eggs in this game, but they ain't in columns. It's also not Yoshi's Crafted World, or um, yeah, yeah, Yoshi's Crafted World, one. Yoshi's Woolly World, it's not Yoshi. Super Mario Advance Two is oh boy, is that what it was? <laughs> <sighs> Actually, it it's, is that one right? Um. <laughs> yeah, it's Yoshi's Island. That's that, that's what we're talking about. Released in the twilight years of the SNES, powered by the Super FX2 graphics chip on the cartridge and featuring a visual style that blends hand-drawn sketched designs with very subtle yet impressive 3D spins, Yoshi's Island is an interesting sequel to a game that many consider the ultimate accomplishment in 2D Mario games. Yoshi's Island throws away seemingly everything that made the original Super Mario World a platform-defining success, including essentially Mario. Yes, he's there, but he's there in baby form and most of the time needs your protection as you traverse the game's six worlds to save Mario's brother Luigi from the clutches of the evil Kamek. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island debuted in 1995 for the Super Famicom, two months later to the rest of the world on Super Nintendo, and is now available via Nintendo Switch Online, which is where I played it. And Paul, this was a really good suggestion to follow up Super Mario Sunshine. Um, because I feel like a lot of the things I, I feel like this game shares a lot of the creative DNA with Super Mario Sunshine, which is the idea that what we did last time was wildly successful, but let's shake things up, right? The they were not content to just go down the same path uh with with Super Mario World 2. And in fact, I the the one bone I have to pick with this game right off the bat is that I just don't think it's Super Mario World 2. Like I, I don't I don't see that naming convention other than to push copies. Really. Sure. I, it's one of those, right. And, and how we got into it, right. Is, is um, Mario sunshine. I guess it's not a two of anything, right. It's not, it's the spiritual follow-up to Mario 64, but it's not Mario 64 two. Right. Um, and I mean, Mario two is weird because I mean, everybody knows why it's weird. Right. Um, at the risk of repeating that a million times. Um, but it's not <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, that's the Lost Levels. Uh, and you're right. This is not Super Mario World 2. Um, and I think it is very much just that like naming convention. Um, it reminds me, actually, uh, another comparison I'd make is um, Halo 3 colon ODST, 
for instance, where ah, um, yep, <laughs> one yep. of the best games in the Halo series, um, but not at all Halo Three. Um, yeah, I can see how you would make it's it's almost Halo Two ODST if you really yeah, want to exactly. get right down yeah, to if it. If you want to get uh, down to it, um, <laughs> it just, but it's just like using the same engine, um, <laughs> even though this one really doesn't, because uh, this is a, a, a pretty much from scratch built game. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you look at the sprites, um, which I, I love the art style in this too, but I guess the, the art style in Super Mario World is great. Um, there's there's Goombas in this um, somewhere, right? Like once or twice. Yeah. Um, and there are Koopas in this like here and there. Yep. But other than that, like, and I mean, Bowser's in it, but he's a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, comics in it, but like. That's it. And they don't yeah. reuse any of those sprites. Um, there's a whole new set of enemies heavily influenced by Super Mario 2 to speak of Super Mario 2. Um, but it's a it's a very different game. It is. It is. And I really like the I want to preface this by saying, like, I appreciate a lot about the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you maybe can tell where I'm going with this. That Like, I, I would in my head, I was struggling to define like where I sat with this game. And ultimately I landed on, I enjoyed this game as much as is humanly possible uh, for a person who disagrees with the central, with one of the very important central design mechanics, which is when you get hit, (laughs) what happens? (laughs) You drop your baby. Yeah. And, and, and it's not just that you don't just drop your baby. Your, your baby is held above you in a bubble by the game engine in some sadistic form of keep away. Um, and, and they're like, it was, there are certain levels where it's not a problem. There are certain levels where it's incredibly frustrating. And there were, I think in a moment, a moment that broke me was, I think it's the fifth world, the very first level, the one where you wander into the blizzard, uh, um, sure. okay. where it's really hard to oh, see. Yeah. 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 There are some screens where they put a lot of action on the screen. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I think I know the level you're talking about. Yeah. And I like the way the art style is drawn anyway, the hitboxes are are always going to be a little janky because Yoshi is weirdly shaped, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and they sort of get around that in super Mario world because Yoshi is, you know, <laughs> Yoshi's a, a tool, not a friend, you know, right? Like he just, <laughs> he just you leave him behind. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, but in this game, like you get hit and like, you know, it, it's almost like they took, I almost think this is my conspiracy theory. This I this is not validated by any research whatsoever. Uh, I did not go back and interview the original folks who created this uh, at Nintendo. Um, but I, I just feel in my soul that this game was created by a bunch of people who watched Super Mario World and watched people just dump Yoshi's <laughs> into the abyss. Right. Yep. And they were just mortified. They were like, but he's your friend. You have to go save him. And people are like, nah, I got that exit, son. Um, and they're like, they I feel like they just sweated over a game mechanic that forced you to rejoin these two. Yeah, because it is very much the case, like in Super Mario World, if you're on a Yoshi, what happens if you get hit? Well, Yoshi runs away from you. Yeah. And if you were concerned about Yoshi, um, or you needed him to get that that exit, um, you would chase him down and capture him. Um, yeah. and, and force him to continue to do your bidding. Um, 
And in Super Mario 2, World 2, they um, they sort of make that explicit in that what happens if you get hit? Well, the other half of you that is not the, the player-controlled character runs away from you, which is what Baby Mario does, essentially. Yeah. Um, but this time, if you don't chase him down and get him back, there are consequences. Um, where in Super Mario World, there are obviously none. Yeah, um, yeah, and the and the consequences but, are are you know it, it's the ultimate consequence. It is a <laughs> try again. You're done now. Like, baby abduction. <laughs> um, yeah, the the I, baby is gone. I will say, um, throughout like I died plenty of times in the game. Right, there's lots of pits and lots of things that'll just kill you. Yeah, I think I only died to losing Baby Mario twice in the whole game, and 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 they were both like just not great positioning or like you get stuck in a place in the level and then Mario's above you or something. And it's just, there's no way to get back to it or. Yeah. Um, so I, and I mean, I've played this game a lot. I played this game a lot back in the nineties. I played the remake um, on the, what was that on the advance, the Game Boy advance? I think so. Yeah. Um, I played it on the SNES classic. I played it, you know, a bunch of, I've played this game tons of times, but so um I know how to not lose Mario, but you know, sometimes you just get in those weird situations. And a, a lot of people also complain about Mario's crying, which. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, it's awful. Is it's piercing. It, it's, it's yeah. there to teach you not to, to drop baby Mario. <laughs> like you don't like listening to that. Then don't drop Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I would, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really, um, it, it's why I have a lot of respect for, for games that do this because it takes a lot of stones to make a creative choice that is that uh, harsh to the this, player experience. This team must have had just a complete blank check creatively, right? Yeah. Like, it's, and again, this is what I sort of love even about this game conceptually is that Super Mario World was not just like some game. It was like widely just, just it's a great game. Um, and so to sit down and say, okay, all of that, let's put it on a table and now push it off the table, mm -hmm. start from scratch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rule one, Mario has got to be in it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Is Mario in the game? Maybe like... the dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there was a, there was a questionnaire before this game was allowed to ship and it was like, well, is Mario in the game? And they're like, yeah, I mean, he's in it a lot. Technically, technically, you know, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? Technically? Oh, don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's, it's everything about super Mario world flipped on its head. Um, yeah. And to have still executed it as well as, as well as they did. I mean, I, I love this game and I will still say there, there's some hard corners on it. And there's some choices they made that I think are harder to. So, for instance, one of the things I, I will also say, I beat this game um, recently for this. And then I immediately went back and started playing Super Mario World 1. because I was just like, I want more. I want more of this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and beating this game and then going back to Super Mario World. Um, it's great because World holds up because obviously it's such a great game. Um. But then there's things you notice, I think, and the, the fact that World has an open map that you could take any path you want, um, that's clearly not in this game, right? It is a very, it's it is completely linear. You beat a level and you move on to the next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's much more like, you know, Mario 1 in that way. Um, but 
they both held up in their own different ways. Um, I think the weirdest thing about playing Mario World after this was every time I was on a Yoshi and I ate an enemy, I, I instinctively pressed down to try to get an egg. Try, yeah. And then was yep. very confused when I didn't. Yep. Yep. Even though I yep. played Mario World so many times. <laughs> well, and I like I I almost look at like what's interesting to me is like if you hold up and, and since you just played both of them, you can feel free to agree or disagree on this. But like as I look at comparing Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Yes, technically they are both platformers, but like I think Super Mario World is like the platformer distilled down to its purest essences. It is just really tight and really technical if you get into the harder stages. I mean, so much so that that essentially, you know, the folks who who create Kaizo Mario levels, sure. I, mean, I mean, it is their platform yeah. of choice, yeah. right? I mean, there yeah, are there are Super Mario 3 Kaizo levels and there are, you know, there are other flavors, but most of the really, really good ones are SMW uh, yeah. Kaizo levels. That engine is just so... It's yeah, they had so much in that engine. And and when you look at Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, it's it's almost they're they're leaning like there are still technical challenges like there would be in Super Mario World, but the, there's almost more puzzle elements. It almost seems like this is them like th- this is the continuation of that branching off of the Mario franchise into different different genres almost right like this is i think shortly after super mario rpg came out which was developed by square um but like i see a lot of the the dna that would eventually become like um the the mario brothers superstar saga like partners in time and like that kind of stuff right where they play around with the idea of you know is what is a mario game and and in today's world a mario game is literally anything right it's a mario game yeah, is yeah, exactly. is a 3d platformer a mario game is a kart racer a mario game it can be an rpg it can be a sports game it can be, like you know i mean mario's in everything and does everything um but this is you know this is really it's not at the very beginning but it's in that process where they're beginning to play with what does a Mario game actually mean? What can you do with a Mario game? And and for that, I really respect it. I just really had a hard time with a couple of the creative choices there. I just, that mechanic of, because you, you said it only happened to you a couple of times. It didn't happen to me a lot. I would say most of the deaths that I had would be more insta-death stuff where yeah, it's like I fell in a pit it. or I yep. hit some spikes. But there is a singular frustration. And I feel like game developers are still learning this lesson today when things are suddenly taken out of the control of the player and the game is just like, haha, deal with it. You lose. It just doesn't feel good. And like, there's many circumstances where because of the way the game works and because of like the way that you can, because Yoshi cannot be killed independently except for a couple of different yeah, conditions. Yoshi is immortal. Yeah. Yeah. He has to hit like very specific spikes or he has to fall into a pit and that's pretty much it. Otherwise enemies can beat on him and he just will not be killed. Um, but because of the way that that works, that you get like stunned on repeat yeah, hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it you can become locked in some weird places. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And that's, I'd almost rather die, you know, right? Like I just, I would, at this point I was just like, I would just rather die because I, there. I have to listen to 15 more seconds of this baby screaming and he has flown up to the top of the screen where I cannot get him anymore. Um, and I hate this game and I hate everyone who's responsible for it. Like these are the dialogues that I had with myself as I was playing on my switch. Not all the time. Most of the time I was having a great time, but in those moments it becomes really frustrating. 
Um, and I, and I really had a hard time with that. Like I, I could see myself coming back to this, right? Like after I've sat it down for a while, been mad at it and then been like, okay, now I'm ready to, to, you know, do this again. There are, there are hard levels in this, I will say. Um, there are hard levels. And I think one of the big things playing this back to back with SMW is, um, like, again, I've played Super Mario World, like, I don't know how many times, but enough that, like, the first thing I did, I, I beat World 1, and then I got to World War, uh, World, World 2, um, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll immediately go to Star World, um, immediately beat all of Star World all exits, and then all of Special all exits to get the palette swap and, like, the Mario heads and the weird stuff, and then beat the rest of the game all exits that way. But with the exception of, like, um, one of the Star Road special Star Road stages, Tubular, um, which is the one with the pea balloons. Um, it's like that stage is kind of hard because you've got to float in weird ways. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like there's not really any levels in that game that I would call challenging in a deep way. Um, and there's a lot of levels that you just get a cape and you fly over. Um, oh sure yeah the um, the op cape is broken oh yeah op cape is so and and so like i love super mario world but um i think that super mario world 2 has a lot more of these like challenging kind of hard levels that you can't cheese in any in any reasonable way right um and that's interesting i think you know yeah and 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 again i've you know I'm, i'm probably sounding more negative than i intend to it's just you know like I said, I just really, I really struggle with the central mechanic of, yeah. of, of the game. And, and I, I think it's really interesting that the, the game was developed, you know, that, that Yoshi's Island shipped with the way that it is now, because I feel like that mechanic would be tweaked if it were a, a more modern game. And, and I, I think that goes without saying, because a lot of people are probably screaming now as they're listening to this saying like, yeah, it would be like toned down in difficulty because Nintendo's afraid yeah. of making hard games. And I mean, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean making it easier. I just mean like SMW also had, you know, I mean, there were some, there were some challenges in the original SMW, but like, you know, they always felt fair. I always feel like in, in Super Mario World, when I died, it was on me. 100%. And there are a lot of things and conditions that can happen in Yoshi's Island where I'm like, I guess I'll just die now, I suppose. Um, and, and that's, I feel like that kind of stuff, now that we know about how people engage with games more, would not be the same design decision that would be made today. Yeah, there is. I mean, the most recent, uh, when did it come out? Yoshi's Woolly World, no, Woolly World was on the Wii U. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World? Yoshi's Crafted World is the most recent one that is on the Switch. Yeah. That came out in 2019. Um, so I just watched a friend play this one. And um, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's not even, a, it's not a counterfactual conditional of like, what would it be like if they released a Yoshi game recently? Um, they did. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to watch. Um, and it feels like a game that would be hard to play because in a lot of ways they did. I think they took the wrong lessons from a lot of these earlier games. Um, this Willy world is like on its surface, just like tediously easy. Um, and there is no baby Mario, right? You have like 
the time of the countdown and hearts and weird stuff like that. Okay. Um, so there's no crying baby. Um, yeah, well, they got, good. they got that memo. They got that memo. <laughs> um, but they like leaned super hard into the collectibles, um, mm, yeah. which, which is a lot of people complain. This is Yoshi's Island is kind of where this starts. And I, I would say that Yoshi's Island has those collectibles there, but they don't beat you over the head with it. Like you, you could play this whole game and not know what the collectibles do. They're just their score. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't get, if you don't accidentally get hundred percent on four levels in a row and unlock a secret stage the game never tells you that's an option um and you could be perfectly happy beating this game without being like without having collectibles rubbed in your face which happens in crafted world crafted world they have characters that are like did you get enough flowers in your play to like unlock my level uh, and then they show you how many flowers you got and you don't have enough. And it's like, uh, you're bad at this. Get more flowers. Baby. <laughs> like, go back and play these levels again. You're bad and you should and feel like, bad. That's 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 just really bad in a game. Um, like, I mean, I'm, I'll come down hard on Willy World. I didn't play it, but like <laughs> I, it made me I was like, I do not want to play this game. Like this game <laughs> looks like absolute garbage this new <laughs> i know um, we said we were going to talk about yoshi's, <laughs> yoshi's island but but it's for now yeah, forget woolly world man that game is I, garbage I think, <laughs> I think it is to your point though of like if they decide to oh, yoshi's game now without as much creative freedom as they had back in the day i think they're yeah. constrained by a lot of these decisions that that lead to bad decisions um and i mean i'll say back in the 90s when i was a kid i 100 percent this game um i'm not sure when the last time i did was i think i've done it more than once but it's it's work yeah it's it's one of those where like you have this game as a kid and that's the cart you're playing so you play it as hard as you can yeah yeah um but like it's work in some of these stages 100 percent them and then 100 percent the special stages that you unlock by 100 percenting stages um yeah i i would it. it is it is really fascinating to kind of think about that i don't i don't want this to turn into hey remember when on the podcast but but it is really yeah it's always important to kind of put a game in context and and yeah i mean that was the video game experience now and compare and contrast with the thing that i did this week where it's like i saw something on my phone on the game pass app where i was like oh astroneers on here and like i was like my kid would enjoy playing that so i downloaded it to my console from my phone yeah exactly because i happened to remember it and the next time my kid signed in he's like Oh, Astroneer's on here. I was like, oh yeah, I loaded it because I thought you would think it's cool. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Dad. You know, like <laughs> And if it's if it's not fun, delete it. Exactly. It's like, it's literally zero not, uh zero not here risk. is this cart that comes in this box and now you have it and uh you might not get another one for a while. But yeah, you won't get another one till your birthday, and that's six months from now, so play the yeah. heck out of this. Well, yeah. so I think where I'm going with that too is um when you've hundred percent this game, so the way to hundred percent a level is you have to get all five, it's five flowers. Mm-hmm. 20 red coins but then you also have to finish the level with what is it 30 stars and your stars count down every time you drop the baby yes so 100 percenting this game is all about never getting hit or at least never getting hit after the last star drop in the level um so i mean that that's where i come at this from the 90s of like my play style in this game is never get hit yeah. Which means you never have to deal with all the stuff you didn't like. It's just never get hit. Well, I mean, uh, what you did, I appreciate because in the in the traditional gamer parlance, you just served me up with a get good. Get good, yeah. <laughs> so you know, thanks for that. 
Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, I, and I don't, like I said, I think I will eventually come back to this game because there's more, there's more good in here than the parts that I don't like. It's just that, you know, now we do live in a world where it's like, Ooh, this yeah. is available. So I can punch that up and pull it down on my phone and, and load it on my you know PC or on my, on my Xbox or on whatever I'm playing on. Um, there's, and so there's a, there's a lot of these levels too, that are just very iconic levels and fun levels and different levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about the f- touch fuzzy get dizzy level at all yet. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> when the first time that happened, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> um, because they they really did, and like I don't know if that's part of using the new Super FX chip or what, but they do have some really trippy effects. That oh they yeah, pull out the from fact time to that time. they are able to, you know, in a lot of games, you'd just be like, "Oh, cool, flip the D pad, and now like left's right and right's left." Yeah, and they don't do that. They make the controls like hard to use in a way that is hard to use them. Yeah. Um, right. That like, sometimes it'll eat your inputs and sometimes it'll give you double inputs. And like, yep. it's just, yeah, that's a wacky way to like, essentially put Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi on a weird trip. It's well. And I mean, I, I remember thinking that where I'm like, you know, again, in a children's game, we have somehow given Yoshi mash, magic mushrooms yeah. or something that have, that have really messed with his, his depth you perception. Know, here's the, here's the hardcore theory on that one too. Um, so this is, this is in the past, right? This is Mario Cannon past. And the only time that we ever see shy guys, uh, in the Mario canon, at least up to this point of, of um, games, is in Mario 2, which, spoiler alert, is a dream. Right, right. And so you have baby Mario uh, being carried around by Yoshi, and they start tripping out on fuzzies <laughs> after they've seen all these shy guys. And then years later, <laughs> this is Mario's trippy flashback is his dreams about the shy guys that he uh, encountered with Yoshi. Right? But it's, it's just a flashback to these bad trips he was on when he was a baby. It's this deeply embedded memory that like, yeah. you know, again, he was, he was a, tr- a very small child, so it's not fully formed in his mind, but yeah. yet somehow in the dream world, he's like, wait, shy guys. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's having That's just why you huge... also get like birdos and stuff. But... <laughs> Suddenly, this game is starting to make a ton of sense. Yeah, so it fits um, in a canon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and oh my gosh, um, <laughs> I I do think too that uh, you know that sometimes Mario games can become a little bit too formulaic, right? Where you have to have this type of enemy and you have to have this type yeah, of enemy. Yeah. And I think the one thing that that did constantly keep me coming back, even when I had to set it down because I was mad at it for a while, was. Um, you know, being surprised that sense of being surprised in a, in a Mario game. Cause it, it is, you know, talking about how it's playing with the formula. It is still Mario enough to be a Mario game, even though you're controlling yeah. Yoshi, but it's, I, I did not know what to expect from level to level. And that was really cool because there, there are just a lot of things that they're doing in this game that they haven't done again, really. Uh, and, and did not do before it did yeah. in that way. It very much does remind me, uh, you know, you've already brought up this comparison, but did remind me of Super Mario World 2 USA um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because it's just not really like any of the other games in the series. Um, and I think there's not enough of that in, in long running game series usually. So, yeah, I'll probably come back to it. I just, like I said, I, 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 
I got to the point where I'm like, I'm ready to talk about it. I'm kind <laughs> so of mad at it. it. I have not beaten it. Okay, no. the ending, it's a great ending. And the last, the last, I think all the bosses throughout the game are pretty cool. Um, some are a little more trolly than others. But, the last um, boss that I fought was the the giant uh, Koopa Troopa boss. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. And that's a really cool one because, yeah. like, you know, I spent a little bit of time trying to figure out exactly what you're supposed to do because... I had forgotten what to do, too, so I spent a little time, too. Yeah, yeah and, like, then you kind of, like... It's it's a really, again, a testament to the the quality that Nintendo has kind of always had in their titles in terms of like signaling information to the player through their game design. Because it does not tell you explicitly, throw enough eggs at the Koopa to tip him on his back so you can stomp it. But like, because of all the things that you've had to face up to that point, you eventually see, oh, when I hit him with an egg, it doesn't hurt him, but it is knocking him back to, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wonder if I hit him again, boom, and then you then you start to put it together. Well, and egg management is very important in that fight, but in a lot of places, right? Um, yeah. We haven't talked about eggs in the slightest, but the egg system is just a lot of fun and opens up so many things once you have a projectile that can be thrown, um, which is, again, completely different um, than any projectile up to this point in Mario canon. Um, yeah. and yeah, so it opens up a lot of these like cool boss fights, but um well, and I think- the I appreciate the way that they um made the egg system work with a limited amount of inputs, right? Yep. Like today uh on a modern control input device, you would have dual sticks. It would be no issue, particularly in a 2D game, to like move and aim, right? Yeah. But like yep. With one singular D-pad, four face buttons, and and a yeah. couple of shoulder buttons, you're you're limited on what you can do with something like that. And and I think the way that they came up with you know pressing A to have your cursor move and then being able to lock it in position, um, you know, it, it when you by today's standards, someone might look at it and be like, this is kind of weird. But like once you figure it out, it's it's perfectly natural. Yeah, it's um, cleaner. It's cl- cleaner movement than it would have been on an N64 controller. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Which, um, yeah, <laughs> we can talk a lot about the, uh, the per- perhaps gaming's most controversial input device ever, the, the N64 three-pronged monster. Um, but yeah, it, it really does work. And so I think, I think again, this is, um, this is a testament to what happens when you give people a project and just, again, like you, like you pointed out earlier, don't put any constraints on it. And you just tell people, do something different. Yeah. Um, Rule one. Mario's got to be in it. Yep. That's the only rule, I guess. <laughs> yep. You, you guys like Yoshi, huh? Okay, cool. That's going to go nuts. Yeah. yeah. So the, the soundtrack is, um, I, I find this soundtrack to be particularly great. Perhaps n- nostalgia, but um, I think this is a great soundtrack. And and in the last world, and especially like the last boss battle, battles and the last castles and stuff, um, some of that soundtrack is just like so great. Um, so... I would say yeah. even if you just beat the game just to get some of the soundtrack of those last levels, it's very worth it. But, I'm just going to the Google. final, the final boss is very great too. It's a fun final boss. So. Okay. I, like I said, I, I definitely think I will come back to it, but it's, it's one of those where it's like, I get it. I see what it's doing. Uh, I, I, I took a, I set it aside for the moment, but I, I will Did, probably come back to it. So you didn't, I, I'm assuming you didn't get to world six at all. No, I stopped at world five. Okay. So I, World six is also a place where like the difficulty picks up. Um, Those last 12 levels are, or no, eight levels. um, Like they've got some, they've got some like difficulty to them. 
um, mm-hmm. in a way that, especially going back to Super Mario World, again, I, I don't think it's present in Super Mario World. Um, it's just, they really weren't afraid of putting in difficulty here in yeah. a way that is largely not cheesable. I mean, I've you, seen speedruns of Yoshi's Island, and a lot of this is cheesable, but not casually. So what you're saying is, you thought you heard the baby cry before. Get ready and <laughs> yeah, exactly. get good. <laughs> no, it's a lot more instant deaths. Freak, it, like it, it's a lot of deaths that you're just gonna die. So. Okay. Okay. Well, those I can handle. Those, yeah, like, those are fine. <laughs> those, you know, yeah. And it, and it is, it's a really weird thing to like kind of talk about the whole idea of like the conceptualization of what player fairness is. Uh, but, you know, it's to, to me, there were enough circumstances where I was like, oh, come on, where it's like, you know, it, it just doesn't feel good to have that baby up there floating away from you and then be like, well, this timer is going to run out. There's not a damn thing I can do about it. So, um so, and yeah, those were there. few and far between, <laughs> but, there. you know, I mean, it's not like it happened all the time, but it was enough to, I think, combined with the sound was just visceral for me to be like, Ugh. so, um, but yeah, I otherwise really kind of adored the game and I think I will come back to it to finish it off. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I think, I think this was a good one to play and I really like the choice of, of following up, uh, sunshine with, with this cause they're. They're kind of in that cloth. It's almost like you could put together a collection of like um, the B sides. The, the yeah, the, the bad boys of the oh Mario man. series. The you know? Super Mario B side. So you got Mario <laughs> Two, Mario Sunshine, Mario Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. What mm-hmm. else we got in there? Galaxy Two, I guess. It's not on the 3D collection. Yeah, although um, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 2, I think... is a Galaxy 2. Yeah, people, like, that one is just universally beloved. Um, I feel like those three would make Super a perfect... Super Mario Land 2, was it that Wario's... No, Super, Super Mario Land 2 was the six golden coins. Super Mario Land 3 was the Wario one. Yeah, okay, okay, and that, okay. And that was... Another one, yeah. Yeah, that was the <laughs> one that um, I was thinking, too. That one could work in there, too, because um, that was another bold choice, because uh, Super Mar- the original Super Mario Land, and we could probably have a whole other podcast about this, so I'll be brief. Um, I was a Game Boy kid growing up. Yeah, I had here. a bunch Game of Game Boy. Boy titles. So Super Mario Land was just a weird, you know, like it was Mario, but kind of, but not really. And then I would say the six golden coins, Super Mario Land 2, was as close as getting to, like, SMW on yeah. Golden a Game Boy. Yeah, Golden a great game. Yeah, as you could get. And then they did the same <laughs> thing. They did Mario, Mario Land. Mario yeah. Land 3, they're just like, what if, what if it was Wario? <laughs> people, <laughs> you know, people are interested in this Wario fella. Let's give him a game. Oh, man. Yeah, remember yeah. that rule? Mario has to be in it. Uh, we did not get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they were shipping Yoshi's Island, that team looked up and was like, wait, Mario has to be in this? Oh, cool. Too bad. We already, It's already gold. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Ship it. Ship it. Oh, man, that is a weird game. Yeah. Oh, good, good pull. Yeah, that's on that. Yeah, so Nintendo, you cowards, make that mixed. <laughs> yeah, they won't because they, they don't care. So. Well, I think that's going to do it for our conversation on uh, Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2. Uh, we're going to take a short break right here. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, what we're doing next time right here on the missing save file. <laughs>
And this is the missing save file. Uh, we're back and about ready to pick what we're going to play for the next edition of the podcast. Uh, Paul, I think it's time that we bring in some outside help uh, for, for this one because <laughs> we, we could use uh, it. Yeah. We could use it. Yes. And, and there's a lot of stuff on our lists and we've kind of been adding to our lists, but our good friend Murphicles uh, is joining us right now because Murph has made an impassioned plea for pretty much anybody and everybody to play <laughs> a very specific game. And I think we've reached that point where we're ready to to play this game. So, so Murph, why don't you jump in here and, and tell us uh, what game you would like us to play for the next edition of the Missing Safe File? Uh, well, sure. Uh, thanks for having me, fellas. Um, so this game, uh, Near Automata, or automata. I don't even know how you're supposed <laughs> I was to pronounce say, that. Is that how you pronounce it? Because I'm not sure. And that was what I've, I. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah, I've for. always said automata, but I mean, I just assumed that was right because automaton. But yeah, me too. And I don't know. I think, I think automata has like a nice little rhythm to it. I'm sure that no matter what we say, someone will think we said it wrong. Yeah. Oh yes, so. I'm sure. Um, so this game is very near and dear to my heart, and I played it kind of on the recommendation of the broad internet. Like, you know, everyone was talking about how insane this thing was. And to me, I looked at it and I just saw like, you know, sexy anime Android fighting game. And I thought to myself, well, that's not really up my alley. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I kind of didn't give it a go for a while. And then even when I did give it a go for the first, like, I want to say like eight to 10 hours, I was not seeing the genius. I like, it was fun. It was a really fun game. But then some things started happening and I've, became a convert uh so <laughs> this game is uh something pretty special um i've been trying to think about how to pitch this to you guys without saying anything that would ruin it uh can i, can I at this moment can i pull uh <laughs> I, every once in a while i scroll through like the steam reviews for games uh and, and i look for things that jump out at me and this uh <laughs> this was the distillation of the game that made me laugh out loud the most uh and you you tell me how accurate this is murph um it was one sentence, and it said, <clears throat> come for the thighs, stay for the cries. 100%. <laughs> okay. 100%. 100%. Um, and I'll even say, like, the thighs part is, like, the perfect analogy for the broad presentation. <laughs> so there is a bit of a story behind this game, if you guys don't mind if I give a bit of the backstory. Because yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting. It. Yeah. So, uh, and again, I should admit, I'm a fraud. Like, I'm not an OG fan of this guy who made this game. I got on board at Automata just like everybody else did. So I'm going to get that out of the way in case anyone wants to jump down my throat. Please do. Um, but uh, so this guy, Yoko Taro, uh, he's known for making these really weird, interesting and creative games that are totally broken and unplayable, not intentionally. So hmm. I think he his, ori his original game was Drakengard, I believe. And then he spun that off into the original Nier. And then there was a Dragon Guard 3 in there somewhere. Uh, all of that I've looked into pretty heavily ever since I finished this game. And they all have, like, you know, they've got pretty cool ideas. But at the same time, they also have, like, terrible gameplay, horrible bugs. You know, they're ugly, all this stuff. So I'm not exactly sure what the story was on this one. But at some point, someone at Square Enix was like, we're giving this guy a good team and he's going to make a good, expensive game. Um, and this was the one. And so what came out is unlike the other ones where, you know, as maybe all cries, no thighs in this okay. previous games. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> this one is super styling. Like it's it's got maybe the smoothest combat of any like action game I've ever played. And just like, you know, 
you can tell the whatever whoever was in charge of animation just went nuts. Like it, it looks great uh, in that regard, and it feels great. And then by the end of the game, you don't even care about that anymore because the cries have completely taken over. Yeah. Um, so it's it's I don't know it's a it's a pretty interesting game. The uh, should I put this? The it's probably the game that of every game I've ever played. This one has the biggest feeling of there being like a guiding hand behind it. If that makes mm, sense, like the so, the feel of an auteur creator. Auteur uh, is a good word. Yeah, yeah okay. auteur is a good word. So as I was playing through this game over time, I started realizing like someone smarter than me made this, and I need to just go along, go along <laughs> for the ride. Um, and I'm glad I did. So I mean, I guess that would that would probably be the the least uh, ruining pitch I can give. But I mean, if you want more, I got a lot more. I got a lot more. <laughs> I know. I think I'm I'm on board and um, I, I'm excited to play this one because I, I think like you, Murph, until until you and I met and, and um, you know, found out that we agree on pretty much everything, which is why I'm really excited uh, to play this game. Um, I, I, I had kind of encountered what you had seen online, which is just generally everybody saying, well, you have to play this game. Right. Um, and it had always been, you know, it, it's the mission statement behind this podcast, right? Is like, it's, it's on the pile of shame, right? It's on that list, that ever growing list of games where it's like, Oh, I know I need to play that, but I just have not. Right. Um, so this is, this is the perfect chance. And, and Paul, I think you and I were just talking in between recording uh, and it, it became, you know, kind of mutual where we were both like, Oh yeah, we, yeah, I, I also wanted to play that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, and um, so I've, I've seen this game, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I just looked it up. I saw uh, um, a speedrun, half-coordinated um, speed ran this at uh, SGDQ 2017. So it was a bit ago. Um, <laughs> um, but I have seen this game played to completion, I guess, but that completion was only about an hour and 44 minutes. So, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I, I, I'm genuinely interested to see that. <laughs> so, so it was a lot of like, so there were no dialogue, right? Is button mashing right. all the cutscenes, all the dialogue. So, <laughs> so I saw gameplay, and and that was also what four years ago. Um, I thought, yeah, wow, this is a cool game. I should probably play this at some point and figure out what the actual story is. But uh, here I am, four years later, uh, <laughs> about to do that. So, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna dive in on the next episode to Near Automata. It is also a good time to play because it's available on Xbox Game Pass yeah. for both console yeah. and PC. Um, it's on steam. I can't in good conscience. I'm going to go ahead and say this as a disclaimer. <laughs> um, I, I did some research to try to set up for this. Um, and, and it's the PC versions are bad. Uh, they oh. are, they are in a rough spot. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, um, they're kind of notoriously bad. And I believe the steam version got popular when there was a, a, a fan patch that basically corrected most of, of the issues that people had with the game. Um, but I will be playing this one on, on Xbox one right now. I'm staring at my OG fat Xbox one. Uh, and I tried to play it on that and it, it's, it's a little jaggy and a little clunky. Um, but it, it works, but I might steal the good Xbox from the den and make my kids slum it with the old one for a while. Uh, <laughs> Uh, while I play this one. So, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but I am definitely going to play it on console. Cause that seems like the, the place to play it. Um, people have said that the Xbox PC game pass, uh, version is better. Um, I had it crash on me when I launched it. So <laughs> I can't, I can't confirm that firsthand. I did I mean, eventually get it to work, but it's, it's at least it's not being stable. honest up front. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, also, I guess like this guy finally gets to make a good game and it's, uh, <laughs> 
and and, it, and half of them don't work. <laughs> right. Right. So. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, it's it's PC game players, I think, are used to, you know, shoddy console ports. So it's like, you know, oh, it yes. runs beautifully on the consoles, uh, probably play it there. That's that's where it should be played. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited about this. I'm also um, what's really nice is we get to plug all three of us streaming on Twitch um, because this will be the first game uh, I'll stream on Twitch for a while so you can find me playing this after we post this podcast at twitch.tv slash it's bernsey paul you have started streaming within the last month i think yep yep and so i will not stream this but um i stream lots of other random stuff so yep twitch.tv slash paul plays some games all one word our good friend Murphicles, uh, you can find him at twitch.tv slash Murphicles, where you want to do you want to spell that one? Because that one's not as clean as. Uh... Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, M-U-R-P-H-O-C-L-E-S. Murphicles. <laughs> and it's a, it's a good um, name. It's just not credit. Not all, all, uh, all credit goes to my <laughs> friend and other streamer, Dandolf the Cool, for naming me okay, that no, in, uh, I want to say, 10th grade. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> it's one of those where it just sticks. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Murph, you're currently playing Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, doing yes. some music streams as well. Yeah, yeah, working on an album, and I'm doing all the production on on the on stream, which has been great. It's yeah, it's been a blast. If you want to see the creative process of someone who's very talented, but then also going through the process of tearing down their own work, which I really appreciate watching super talented, creative people <laughs> be like, oh, I don't like that. And I'm like, well, I was grooving on it. So, you know, OK, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. <laughs> you get to see the whole process and it's very, very cool. So um, so Murph, thanks for joining us for this. We will talk to you in a little bit after we get a chance to play either probably about half of this or all of it, depending upon how it goes. Um, so well, that might be, be a good idea, actually. Yeah, the way break it's, it the up. Way it's structured, the way it's structured. Well, I mean, maybe one last little note. So there's 26 endings named after the letters of the alphabet. Um, anything after ending E is basically a joke ending. Um, Sweet. So, so like if you if you do something wrong, then you know you, you'll you'll get like a well you'll see you'll get like a credit scroll and then it says ending W or whatever and just like oh. what what just happened. Uh, but ending E is the true ending, and it it comes after A B C D. So maybe after like ending B or something might be a good a good time to check in hmm. and then and then go back and do the rest of it. I love that because very rarely in what we do do we have something as clean as like chapters in a book club. So yeah, shooting for like ending ending B or something is is a good yeah yeah that's actually watermark. probably a, that's actually probably a good idea. B pop up on the screen, I will stop playing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Agreed. So we will be back here talking about uh, our first venture into near Automata. Um, as I said before, I'll be stre- uh, streaming it at twitch.tv slash it's Bernsey. Um, I'll put all of our uh, Twitch uh, links in the show notes at the end. Uh, and until next time, I'm Bernsey. I'm Paul. And make sure uh, that you follow Murph uh, on Twitch if you haven't already. And um, make sure that you get at least an ending higher than E if you play this because <laughs> all the rest of them are just for the lulls. We'll see you next time. I'm aiming for ending Z. Yeah. Z, Z, Z. Let's get them all. I think ending Z is just like, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs>